Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. We've got our special end of season Mouse Guard episode for you today. Uh, we're going to be covering all seven of our heroes. Uh, in the past episodes, you've heard them go on missions that led to them discovering more about themselves and one another, uh, shaping the future of the territories, and even discovering some things lurking beneath the surface. But that's only a small bit of what they got up to over the summer. This episode is going to cover how else they filled those uh, warm months. That was a really hype-heavy way of talking about us delivering mail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it also covers the other team uh, leading a caravan. Yeah. And nothing I said was technically false. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, we're going to start with uh, our West Patrol. Uh, so, when we last left them, they were in Pebblebrook, discovering an investigation that uh, Isolde's former mentor had taken upon herself, and f uh, tracing it down to what looks like yet another dead end. So, uh, Sable, what problem uh, in the rest of the summer did you solve peacefully? Um, I think that she's, like, very intrigued with the stuff about the guard. Like, mm -hmm. this intrigue. She wants to, like, get to the bottom of all this because she's nosy. Um, so I'm trying to think of how she could, like, what she might do to, like, get some more leads on that, like, during the summer. Like, without, like, making it all explode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, things you know. You have... That, that symbol, you have that letter that, that found its way into your team's hands. You have, uh, I'm sure you could find Bronwyn. I mean, she, she came clean with just about everything she knows. So uh, I would be more like restating what we said, although that might not be a bad idea. Uh, that would be a great idea. I'm forgetful. I think Sable's actually going to spend a lot of the summer like indoors then, because I, I think she wants to probably either look into like that symbol or maybe like see if she can do like some stuff to figure out whose handwriting that is okay um that's a good tactic she's she's very i know she has a smart idea for once um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think that's kind of the like line that she's gonna pursue over the weeks like this uh, you and Bronwyn have something in common then, because as you're off doing other uh, uh, tasks, other missions, this is always in the back of your mind. It's always in your metaphorical and probably literal back pocket, right? You eventually learn that, uh, like, handwriting analysis, not great. There's just so many dang mice in the territories. But you recognize <laughs> the paper. Uh, the paper is from a particular, well, paper press, uh, a particular like um, maker of a stationery that is in copper wood. So there's, there's something. Okay. So, uh, Zeke, I guess first I should ask, Zeke, what, what was the cover? What was the main... Uh, mission that brought you to Copperwood where uh, uh, Sable made this discovery? Hmm. Well, I think that the one thing I wanted to have Zeke do during this was try to get the party close to Elmas so that he mm -hmm. could visit Kristoff. 
maybe like they uh, to try to like get get that get them on the on the right road because I see there is a road from Copperwood to Elmas. Um, mm-hmm. So probably jumped at the chance to um, take a mission. Let's see. Oh, obviously, like um, uh, we wanted to, we needed to go to Copperwood because we needed to escort a shipment of copper. Right, <laughs> from Copperwood to Elmas. Okay, so while you're escorting this uh, uh, shipment, or while you're about to get to it, or after you've gotten it, your choice. Your question is: What tragedy did you prevent, Zeke? Ooh. Um, oh, I know. Um, we already like learned our lesson about birds and shiny things, and now we've got like a whole wagon full of like copper ingots okay. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Zeke is like, let's cover this with a tarp so it doesn't shine in the sun. <laughs> and call. then as we're walking, we heard like birds flying nearby and stuff, but they didn't um, pay attention to us or care about us because we didn't have anything shiny. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. So you have managed to avoid the tragedy of uh, metal theft by birds. <laughs> of birds. Sure. <laughs> Bird tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. There's been enough, like, recurring tragedy, like, surrounding, like, everything that it's good that we are, I don't know, doing our best to prevent it. So, uh, Lily, over the course of this summer, uh, we've had a few more missions under your belt. What odds did you overcome? Um, well, um, on a minor scale, Lily overcame... The odds of, uh, of of you know raising uh, raising uh, stencil, uh, you know she she, she finally she finally taught stencil some tricks. That was kind of a, a goal she had, um, by which I mean it was literally mechanically her quote unquote goal. But um, <laughs> but yeah, she she you know she found some time to teach stencil a, a trick or two. Um, stencil also is a. Uh, she she wants stencil to uh, eventually you know become like a like a fully trained uh, you know guard guards mouse like guards mouse like companion in in ways similar to like training like a a uh, what do you call them like those dogs that like drug, the drug sniffing dogs but not a like hound? a drug sniff yeah like a, yeah that kind of thing I think a, a, or a like service a hunting dog service- no <laughs> a bloodhound because those are but like, it's like kind of like a like a like a, like a hunting dog kind of thing or something. I don't right. know, however, just tracking, you know, for tracking and whatever and stuff. And she, she's trying to teach uh, Stencil to, um, you know, pick up on and, like, track scents and, and stuff. And she thinks that, like, her companion and friend will also just be a very useful companion in the future, especially uh, in uncovering, um, uncovering the conspiracy that she has also continued to try to explore and still not really mm-hmm. find a lot with. Because unfortunately, that's just a hell web that has been woven <laughs> that she is trying to, to you know, eventually solve. All right. So yeah, I'd say that's some odds. Okay. Okay. Can I ask where the uh, name Stencil came from again? Because I've completely forgotten if it ever came that's out. That's just my sp- no. That's just my spider. Oh. I just named I, mean, I just named the spider Stencil out of nowhere. I don't know. It wasn't based I, on anything. It's okay. That's that's fine. I mean, that's good. Also- <laughs> Oh, I also teach fine. a spider Good, to draw. Okay. Yeah, against all odds, I taught a spider to draw. I mean, <laughs> you can hold eight brushes. Pretty tough. Well, no, you can't hold eight but brushes because you got the spider has to stand. I mean, oh, that's 
You know what? Fine. We're talking. We're talking <laughs> more like I mean, four brushes. Maybe Lily holds the spider like while it <gasps> uses all eight at once. Yeah, let him like dangle down. Oh. It's against all odds. She taught stencil to paint, and stencil can use all eight legs to paint while like hanging down. It's not very good. It's basically just like finger, like pot, like spider leg paint, like kind of like finger painting, but you know, it's like a spider leg. A cynic mm -hmm. could interpret it as Stencil trying to get away while she holds her. Or, like, <laughs> really no, around, no, Stencil is very good about being held. Instead of spirograph, in the territories we have spidergraph. Spider exactly. Uh, Everyone thought she couldn't do it, but she's like, "I'll show you." And Stencil also was like, "I'll show you," but it was more like. It was very much like that, thank yeah. you. <laughs> You're welcome, I didn't want to ask you to do it again because you seemed very frustrated with me when I had to ask, not frustrated, but you know. I just don't think spiders actually make that noise, they, but you know what, they the do now. Does. The spider does! The spider is a special, special spider. I've, I've seen high fantasy fiction and spiders definitely make that noise in, in some high fantasy films that are probably not very good. Please continue, I apologize. Okay, so uh, we're going to come around the horn to uh, Isolde. Isolde, right. over the course of this summer, what did you learn? That's a really broad question. It is. As I'm guessing, like I'm saying, like, the value of friendship isn't a legitimate answer here. Like, I have to think of something real. Hey, you tell me what's a legitimate answer. I, but, okay, so... It's only an illegitimate answer if it's not true. You, you cannot lie to me. I, alright. Well, I guess Isol probably learned- so I guess Isol probably did learn more about this conspiracy stuff, just traveling with the rest of the group, uh, and, like, the end probably took part in that to some extent, like, uh, maybe trying to help out, like, doing more forensic stuff, forensic quote-unquote. Okay. Uh, if that, if that came up at all, I'm not sure if that would have happened. Do you think with the knowledge of where the, the letter came from, or at least where the paper mm -hmm. came from, you, uh, Isol learned the sender? Uh, learned the sender, uh... Do you think she could have done that? Isolde is very skilled, especially Isolde. with uh, her whole team at her back. And, well, by her side. Uh, I'm going to say that maybe she could have learned the sender. Yeah, maybe, sure. I think she could, sure. I think she could have managed that. Okay. Um, Gale. You find uh, a mouse named Gale uh, who owns three taverns in, uh, where did I say? In Copperwood. So it takes some time to track this information down. There's a lot of correspondence, a lot of checking, and also not always being available to just drop everything and go back to Copperwood. But uh, eventually, as we start reaching the, the late summer, you do have this breakthrough. And Gail is uh, in her early to mid-40s. Like I said, she owns several taverns and is a fairly well-off mouse for it. What's that meeting like? Do you just keep this information to yourself? Do you tell it to your team? Is there a confrontation? What happens? Tell me everything. Uh, don't pressure me. I don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> uh, I feel like this could uh, escalate quickly, pretty quickly out of hand if we just like try to, because this is obviously like a important mouse in the community, and we need to be 100% certain that it is correct that they are like actually part of this part of this group, that is like, true. group or whatever because if they're like someone who owns like multiple taverns like they're obviously have like some local clout and it could be a problem if they uh end up getting showed up uh so i think i'm crystal share it with like someone responsible like sable or something i'm not sure mm -hmm. uh it's uh, like who do i know who's responsible i know <laughs> who's responsible once of 
Sable's responsible. Yeah. Relatively. Her, her eyes just pass over the whole patrol, and there's Lily doing spider graph, and, uh... I mm. seek, like, looking up around around uh, him in terror, just constantly. Lily's doing important stuff, too. <laughs> she's just she's just training uh, stencil in the meantime. Seek's too busy practicing the basics of CQC. <laughs> After thinking about it for a bit, uh, Isolde decides that she will. Uh, Isolde decides that she will share this with Bronwyn first, uh, before any, like before anyone else. When they get when they get back to at the end of the summer, uh, as she does not want to rush into rush into things too quickly or cause like a, few, a fiasco. And Isolde is very, very okay. cautious. Isolde probably feels bad about this because, like, she—I feel like she probably has come to trust like the group a bit more over the course of this time, even though she's like a much more, I guess, reserved. Like, well, I mm-hmm. guess not compared to Zeke, but like, she is a pretty reserved person and pretty, uh, pretty slow to get used to people. But she hands up, ends up like going with her normal sort of gut feeling anyway, even though she is, uh, even though she wants to feel like more uh, willing to trust people and willing to be part of the team in that way. All right. You you have an opportunity to share this with the, the information with the people who helped you find it, who, who oh, helped you get like to this, this now point. Don't phrase it like this. Now you're making me want to change my mind. No. I, no, I... No, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, it's no, your choice. No, maybe you're... I don't know. Okay. After being on the road for like uh, for like some time, mm-hmm. Isolde will uh, crack a bit and try to uh, talk to and try to talk to Sable about it, but also make her case about, like, maybe waiting until they can confirm it before they do anything, like, not rushing into making, into, like, causing a huge, like, causing, like, an issue. Like, she will, like, okay. try to, she will, she will say that she has to come upon this information, but try to say that they should first, like, consult, like, more important members in the Guard before they do anything, because it could, like, cause, like, a, ma- like, a actual, like, big, like, civil event, because this is, like, a respected mm-hmm. mouse and their proof is very weak. I'm sure that by this time, yes, this is, like, an approved thing like uh, Gwendolyn is no longer calling Bronwyn a, a lost a, a loose cannon chasing you know a, a wild geese or anything mm-hmm. so yeah so what does Sable uh, think about that uh, proposition yeah, what, what is this what does this sound like um, yeah okay I think that Sable actually definitely agrees with that because um, mm. she she doesn't want to like just barge the fuck in with like no like evidence or a plan like she she really doesn't like doing things without a plan if she can help it and right now like they have the time to like wait and talk to other guard members so yeah mm-hmm. i think that she is gonna agree with this old and like respect that that wish okay. to not be a dipshit <laughs> all right that seems fair so with that our western patrol has has continued to travel the territories learning new things, uh, finding information that they thought was lost, and developing in their skills. I'm, I'm excited to meet them again uh, in the autumn. But now, we turn our sights east toward our other guard members. Of course, East Patrol's mission was only a few weeks out of the summer. There were plenty of missions besides. So Tander, over the rest of the summer, what did you do that you'd never done before? Well, going right back to Wildseed, uh, on our last day there, I ended up uh, realizing something. (laughs) (laughs) 
that I had missed, and I decided to catch up with Sylvia one more time on their way out. And oh, uh, hello? Hi, it's me. Oh, hi? Hey, I just wanted to did, thank you again. Did you leave that. something? I'm... Well, actually, yeah, I forgot. I uh, was meaning to give you something as well. And I give her the walking stick that I had crafted, that I had been working on in my spare time. I'm really decorating it, making it very decorative and nice. Uh, you know, you seem, since you like to travel and or, you know, get away from that all, I figured you know, a, a good walking stick would be nice. What's carved on it? I mean, at least Tander's family logo somewhere. Yeah, he'll have his family <laughs> logo on it. He'll the have, crossed T's. Yeah, and it'll have... I'll, I'll probably, it'll probably be... Like, maybe there'll be some bird designs on it or some ship designs. Or not bird designs, that'd be bad. But maybe some like, fish. <laughs> you don't know! You, you don't, don't know, know that in character. <laughs> trying to think, like, what would, he, what would he be thinking about? I was thinking, like, Celtic knots? Yeah, something like that. He probably wouldn't think too much about, like... Symbolism. He'd probably just think of a bunch of symbols yeah, and just carve them. Just make them some in. neat little rings around it. Yeah, he's not gonna put like he's not gonna sculpt things. He's just gonna mm -hmm. make some nice symbols and shapes on it. They might not mean anything. Oh, thank, thank you, thank you, Tander. Yeah, thanks again for the hat. I really appreciated it. Appreciate the thought. Uh, so, I guess the answer to the question is: What did you do you'd never done before this summer? Give a going away present. What, what did you do that you've never done before? I started... I had a nice uh, relationship with a girl. Aww. Like, uh, Tanner has a has his friend, Taryn, who is also in the guard, but they they were never, like, like had a crush on each other. It was always a, like, kind of a big sister-little brother relationship. Mm-hmm. This is the first time he realized that somebody would had some sort of uh, interest in him. So, Marks, uh, between the uh, uh, founding, I suppose, the, the chartering of Wild Seed and the beginning of Fall, what injustice did you work against? Uh, I need to pull up my map. One yeah, second. feel free to get the map out. Let's I'm go gonna wild. Go. I'm going to look at the map. We're, oh I, we're sorted out Wild Seed. I'm going somewhere else. Let's see. Uh, wild Seed's right next to Lock Haven, so we probably had to go out further. Go wherever the heck you want, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's big territory out there. Oh, Downrock. Donrock? Yeah, Don what's up in Donrock these days? I don't even know anything about Donrock. Is there is there written stuff about Donrock? Uh, no, Donrock is a pretty minor settlement. Okay. You know that someone we met just today came from there. Uh, uh, we we Abram's know cousins. that Abram's cousin, cousin was cousin. leaving not, from not there. Not Abram, Angus's cousin. Angus's cousin, yes. yeah. Do we run into Angus's cousin? <laughs> well, yeah, do that, you? We might have. We said hi. I don't think that's the injustice, though. Hey, nice house. <laughs> uh, your cousin's been saving it for him. Be sure to give him a big thank yeah. you. It's right on Angus's cousin street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course it is. By the way, Angus's cousin was named... <laughs> Elric. It never came up. Jengis. Nobody asked his name, but I did pick the name Elric. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna go up to uh, Donrock, and I want to feel like since since they don't have anything known about him, uh, the city is known for a like a big old quartz crystal that rises out of the out of the shore. Dang. Oh, cool. So like they're they're built underneath this rock that shines real bright every dawn. 
Nice. And I guess it scares away birds or something? I don't understand how it works. I'm not a birdologist. <laughs> it's a scare bird. Yeah, whatever those are. <laughs> we stopped piracy. Ooh. <laughs> like, like as a concept? We no, ended well, piracy. An, an incident of piracy. <laughs> a specific incident of piracy. <laughs> we had a, I mean, it was a long fall. I mean, we had a lot of time. The, the, the Red Hook pirates were laying siege to the town, and I think they're a mix of mice and weasels. <gasps> what? Well, not anymore, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure if we, like, fully defeated them. We sent them running, and we took a few of them down and arrested a few mice. But I think they got away in the end. Did Tander have a, a swashbuckling sword fight on the, the oh, rigging yeah, of the ship? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, we mm-hmm. jumped onto their ship. It was a huge thing. The Tander put his sword into the sail and, and rode it down to the deck. <laughs> yes. Tander, why did you do that when we were out in the middle of the ocean? How are we going to get back? <laughs> we weren't even at the fight yet. I just wanted to do it. Francisca had, like, two mice crawling on her, like, on each shoulder while she was swinging an axe at a weasel. And meanwhile... Bash their heads together like coconuts. Yeah. Marks invented snorkel gear and had, a, a <laughs> like, a drill and sank the boat. Perfect, but I think they like the the captain and a couple of his best men got away in a in like a little side in a lifeboat, basically, mm-hmm. and they vowed revenge. If there's, if there's a weasel in their lifeboat, it's really crowded. Uh, it's it's a big the it's a weasel it's a weasel made lifeboat. It's big enough. His, they got on his back and he swam away. Mm-hmm. All right, cool, cool. So that was a pretty exciting adventure you that had over the summer. Was way more fun than that government thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wish we'd spent three months doing that. <laughs> Francisca, you, you're, you've been around the block a few times. You're a, an old hand in the guard compared to your, your patrol mates. But this summer, where did you go that you've never seen before? Ah, uh, let's see. That would be, I would say somewhere south. <gasps> okay, so uh, yeah, Francisca went to Lily Grove for the first time. Did we go too? Can we come along? <laughs> I would assume <laughs> okay. so. We're still squatted together. This is before we got back to Lockhaven. Yeah, there there were uh, some people in uh, the caravan who came from Lily Grove. Is yeah. that related or a coincidence? Complete incident. Okay. What what uh, was your mission there? We had to find a missing patrol. Like, entire patrol was missing. What? Oh, gosh. What happened? Uh, let's see. Red Hook Pirate Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kind of want them to come back another season. I, okay. I, they're <laughs> a fun new antagonist <laughs> to hit somebody up. Okay. Uh, let's the see. Blue Hook Pirates. They've been trapped. An animal? Yeah, they were trapped by a fox. <gasps> oh. That's real bad. So how did we avoid getting trapped by a fox? How did we get out of that? Oh, by scaring away, scaring away the fox, we... Hey, Tanda, do you remember f- that crab machine that we... Are we going to build a fake fox? <laughs> I think we... We're, we're I think it's of, a little too big for us. We're going to have to build a mecha, a fox mecha, and fight the fox. Well, here's what we did. The fox was patrolling around a tree, and it was going across a log stump that was fallen. That was also, That's also a bridge. So we managed to sneak in, loosen the log up, and then 
try to get the fox to chase us. Mm-hmm. As soon as it went on to log, it went tumbling down. <laughs> so we, we knocked the log into, like, the river below. Washed the fox away so we could go, go get the people standing in a tree and get out. Yep. That was really exciting. We almost died. Yeah, I'm a I'm a great GM. I come up with the best plots. <laughs> <laughs> I like the wild seed plot. Thank you very much. I rolled like three attacks to push that log. <laughs> <laughs> I know I built. I went. built a, a, some sort of contraption, a lever, a, a lever and pulley system to pull the log. With those incredible uh, carpentry skills, yeah. of course. Yes. And then Marks, he built basically a primitive carjack. Yeah, and then Marx was like, hey, uh, while we're here at Lilling Grove, have you thought about uh, uh, representative democracy? Maybe they already are. Who knows? I think that's another settlement with nothing written about it. So with that, that is the end of uh, the rest of East Patrol's summer. Uh, they got up to, to quite a bit. Good job, guys. We had some boring parts, but then a lot of really quick, exciting things that happened. Some right. of us almost died again. First, multiple first times. session of fall, Tander f- gets the flu and <laughs> the end. Well, and retire and dies. I guess. Yeah. What? <laughs> the, Goodbye, the, Tander. It the was brightest nice candle you. burns the fastest. I guess. I can't believe someone else other than Marks died first. <laughs> yeah, I was really expecting to be the first one to go. You know. But of course, once again, we turn our attention to the Hall of Dark Heather, lair of Ram Paul, the Weasel Overlord. It's a cloudless summer day. A beam of light shines through a round window, and the beam passes between the raised arms of an iron statue of Ram Paul. Beatrice's gift from those months ago in the spring has become a piece of art called The Overlord Bears the Sun. Beautiful. Ram Paul, what are you doing today? Basking in my own majesty, clearly. It's a living. The room that the statue is in has become by far my favorite basking place. Uh, there's a rap on the door of your basking place. Uh, you, you have an appointment this afternoon, and uh, it seems that time has come. <sighs> Very well. Show them in. Speaking of uh, gifts from that spring uh, ceremony becoming transformed, Lena has arrived, and uh, she has a wicker basket with a cloth covering it, uh, and she enters bowed low with, with the basket held above her head. Definitely, like, rub my hands together just a tiny little bit, like, hee hee hee, and then bow slightly in return because I've been looking forward to this one. My overlord, uh, after experimentation and fermentation, uh, I believe that this will be to your liking. I apologize for the wait, but I believe it was the overlord who once taught me that the the greatest gifts are those worth waiting for. (laughs) Well said. Excellent work. I will be taking this and retiring to my own dark chambers to test it thoroughly. You lift the the cloth, and there is a uh, brown glass bottle that uh, sort of gurgles as you turn it in your hand, as, as the the small amount of air 
uh, goes from from you know neck to base as you try to <laughs> drink it all in with your eyes. <laughs> I think as Rampal retires to their private quarters to give this the thorough test, they're probably also going to just ahead of time send out a message for all tunnel lords to maybe get ready for combat if they were if they would be so kind which from the overlord is like do it now motherfucker <laughs> all right so you're, you're immediately going for uh, the, the big test yeah we're immediately going for the big test i think it's like in the overlord's dark chamber which i think is probably rampal's like innermost sanctum like within rooms within secret passages within rooms type place mm -hmm. just like dank just tapestries it's just kind of damp in there to be honest it's but you know he's the overlord he can do what he wants like lots of tons of perfume pillows cushions tapestries mostly of their own greatness mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and just like almost completely pitch black in there once the door is closed too <laughs> They'll they'll toast themselves really as they have mm. a small drink and then enter their dark chamber and close the door. All right. As you close the door, it doesn't taste great. Uh, it, it clearly is the same grapes you you had in the spring, but like, oh, if if you're just if this were a standard wine tasting, you would not give very high marks. But then. After a second, uh, you hear some ringing in your ears that grows to become the clash of sword on shield in this drumbeat rhythm, the rhythm that matches your own pulse. That's more like it. Uh, you start to feel a hunger greater than any hunger you've you've ever experienced. I'm not sure uh, Ram Paul has ever actually been uh, hungry, at least not for more than a moment. But uh, this is inexplicable. This is entirely new to you. <sighs> Fascinating. Nothing like the hungry childhood of a youth in servitude. Uh, in in fact, it is nothing like that. It is orders of magnitude greater. Fantastic. Though you are now corridors away from that earlier chamber, you still see that sculpture. You still see the Overlord bears the sun before you. Uh, it turns, and it no longer holds a sunbeam but a globe, which immediately unfolds itself into a map of the known world, except with one difference. There are no borders drawn upon it. Well, of course, the world is mine, isn't it? As the vision fades away, you can only smell that wine, that, that slightly acrid uh, wine, tantalized as, as you come to your senses, seeing what you thought was a quick taste has now left you with an empty bottle. Fascinating. Well, nothing more for it then. Just have to sweep out of the dark chambers and order whoever's nearby at the time to summon all my scientists to my private laboratories and summon all my messengers to continue on with the message from before that uh yes you should be preparing for war and uh one more message for lena that from now on any mouse who interferes with the manufacturer of this elixir is to be killed with extreme hatred i guess is the only word for it how long were you out that's a great question if it was a whole bottle, I'm probably going to have to say a good six hours at least. All right. What what are the after effects? You you your visions have ended, uh, but how how you feeling, Rampal? 
There's probably still some kind of music left in the ears, that drum beat, that drives some kind of horrible, like, manic purpose. This is definitely more of an upper than a downer, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> so we leave Ram Paul on the day and tune back in just as summer begins to turn to autumn. At the end of the summer, if you check back in with Ram Paul, you would find in the mm -hmm. laboratory that there are now two groups of researchers and alchemists and scientists. And there are now two different formulas and there are now two different test subjects who are currently restrained for their own safety. Uh, one mouse and one weasel. And with that, when we next meet, our patrols will be getting new orders from Gwendolyn and following new paths as a new day is dawning. A darker, chiller day. It's fall in the territories. Thank you.